0: plushcare.com slash weight loss.
1: Welcome to King of the Road. I'm delighted to be joined by the one and only Lawrence McKenna. Lawrence,
2: good to have you. Thank you so much for coming on. I've been really looking forward to this episode. Do you, every time that you say it on the podcast, I always go, King of the Road. Uh, do, do you know, want to do that?
1: If I was better at editing and I knew how to kind of rip music and stuff, I would do that. That yeah. would be the theme tune. But sadly, I didn't know how to do it, so I've just had to use some scar thing that Adam Boltwood found for me ages ago. Yeah, Adam Boltwood is a real.
2: Yeah, he's a real sort of he's a scarf. little squirrel for his yeah, his weird <laughs> music, isn't he? He found he found Weird music for the front three, he found weird music for TFR, he found it for Football Daily. Yeah, he's, he's, he's sort of excellent doing that. He knows yeah. how to
1: find it, he knows how to find it rate free, which I'm a big fan of. Um but I because think, he was on, I couldn't find any other music. You're on A Cast aren't you? Yes. Yeah, you get it free through A Cast.
2: Stop it. Yeah, afterwards we can talk, we can talk about, this. about yeah, yeah. this. Yeah, this,
1: this is an idea for hard. everyone else. Yeah, yeah. Um Lawrence Hey guys This is gonna sound really weird. Weird, but also very true. You are pretty much the inspiration for me starting this podcast.
2: Really? Well, after the chat that we Genuinely. had at that time. Yeah.
1: Yeah. After that chat after the listening to yours um I just thought you know what I'm going to give it a go and I think that you, the podcast that you do is definitely my favorite podcast. How front 3 that? that's
2: lovely. The, pro- the Front
1: 3 is the Front 3 is my uh, is my okay. honorable mention. Yeah. It's the one that I love. It's the Front 3 is a podcast nice. that I love. But the
2: one that I really look forward to... True Geordie. ...is the one you do, with the True Geordie. Right, yeah. How's that? Do you, do you love it? Yeah, it's such an easy gig, isn't it? Like, we just turn up and chat for a few hours. And we're, we've already... We're like, we talk less throughout the week now because we go, don't do the podcast before the podcast. It's so funny. Is that what you have to do, keep your powder dry? A little bit, yeah. That's such a great phrase for it. I've never, I've never referred to it like that, but that is, that's true. And then um, the funny thing was, uh, obviously, we had Robbie Williams. And the whole story of Robbie Williams getting on the podcast was... Um, He emailed Brian True Geordie And said "Uh, This is Robbie Williams Can I come on the show And we were like "Mm, Is it really you So Brian was like Follow me Send a selfie Yeah (laughs) (laughs) Well Brian said Follow me on Twitter So follows him And then he sends Brian A little message Which is like I'm just on tour At the moment But I just want you guys To know I've been listening To every podcast Love them all And so I get to his house and I was a bit like, this could still be a stitch up, but... An elaborate, a really elaborate ploy. Super elaborate, (laughs) because it is his house on the outside. Like we're walking up to the door and like, you know, pressing the buzzer and he buzzes us in and we get to the door and there's real people who know our names. We go in and we're sort of waiting around for a little while and it is a very elaborate house. It's a beautiful house, by the way. It's a really lovely house. And you can see that kind of in the background of the podcast. And then he walks down and he just like... I go to shake his hand. He's like, no, it's got to be a hug, hasn't it? Really? He's like, I feel like I know you. You are living the dream of every girl who's about forty now. Who's now, as he says, it's just, he calls them postmenopausal women now. Like he says, Post- they're so much for so much more old than we expect them to be. But, but it was lovely, <laughs> and we had like lunch with him, and he was he was such a lovely sort of down to earth guy. It was what, crazy. What, what a wonderful position
1: to be in, like to get people actually wanting to—they're putting themselves forward to be
2: the guest. Yeah. He, the job's done yeah like at that point when you know that there are people I mean we know there won't always be this fresh set of people so we've got sort of some good guests on rotation but you know when someone offers themselves like that you think wow that's really good yeah it's, it's uh, like I, I'm under no impression that it's, it's because we're doing anything exceptional I think he would have found any podcast but I think uh, it just so happened to be that time that place and then when we were sitting there he's like I listen to everyone we're like great it is a very good one though even, even if it wasn't you sitting here it is a very good one I remember
1: it's ages concerning. ago I remember ages ago you did one, I mean this is probably one of the first, and I only listened to it, you know, I'd kind of tuned in just to, out of curiosity, and it was an episode where Brian was talking very candidly about his previous career, as, yeah. being a deep oh, sea yeah, yeah. diver. So that man.
2: was actually episode eight I think it was, it was deep, being a deep sea diver, or the the, the second life of a deep sea diver or something like that.
1: And I just remember, I kind of, like I said, I tuned in, didn't really know what to expect, wasn't planning on sticking around, just out of curiosity stayed for the whole thing. It yeah, really yeah. was
2: an interesting... It's an interesting profession, though, isn't it? Like, it's fascinating. It's something that I think on a daily basis you never really come into contact with people who are deep-sea divers, unless you're part of that community. Yeah. It's, it's, it's also very fascinating for him like knowing him, I have a very superficial
1: friendship with him. I'm not saying that it's anything other than that. But knowing him as I do, yeah. knowing him, knowing his
2: character of the true Geordie very well, yeah. to imagine him doing all that stuff is really interesting. He was he was also much skinnier at one time as well. Seems one what of the pictures. Realize. Yeah, yeah. I like imagine trying to squeeze into that suit now. He's like 23 stone or something. But <laughs> it was it was quite insightful, I think, because you sort of see the graft which has gone into his life to get to that point, yes. instead of. He, it wasn't always that he thought I was just going to do this From sort of, you know 18, graduate, become a YouTuber He'd actually sort of had some life before that That he could yeah, then sort yeah, of yeah. Um, project which, which works And
1: it makes him a far more interesting listen now as well 100%. Rather than just being a YouTuber.
2: Yeah, and I think I think a, a lot of other YouTubers respect that because they sort of see someone who's got some life experience and they sort of see, um, you know, even like KSI and the Joe Wellers sort of look up to him a little bit as a figure, I think, or sort of see something they quite like about it, the honesty and the, the raw side of it. Um and then, obviously, you've got someone who isn't part of that, which is me, so you, I absolutely just question everything that he says. Yes. And then that kind of works. It's a lovely balance, though, the, the two of you
1: have. It's very yeah. much a yin-yang. I thought that one came out, the all balance and the way, that you, the way that you operate and the way that he operates. I thought that it came... To, I think the zenith of your relationship, for me, came in the episode with um, Dapper Laughs.
2: Yeah, that was an interesting episode, wasn't it? Because he's... Uh, He's a, he's a nice guy underneath everything. I wanted to ask you,
1: like, if be as frank here as you can. Mm-hmm. It seemed completely quite honest. tense. It
2: seemed like perhaps afterwards there would have been some sort of hostility. Was it okay? You know, it's a really weird one because when when I first came in, he like looked at me, and was like, I know who you are, and I shook his hand and was like, thanks for coming down. Like, I know it takes some sort of bravery or balls, whatever I said to him at the time, to actually even come into a room where you know that there's going to be someone who's not particularly a big fan of yours mm. and also I said to him I know it takes a lot to sort of drag up something from the past which is the reason he's down is because uh, I think it was Jack who, Jack Mate the YouTuber who's now sort of blown up more recently even more so was saying told a story and it particularly pissed um, Dan who's dapper laughs uh, off because he'd heard the story and gone that's not true right and um, We still don't know which side we agree with because... Well, I I don't know what side I agree with. And Brian sort of was caught in between because he found Dapper Laughs quite funny. And I was on the other side where I was like, I don't find that funny at all.
1: Yeah.
2: And I thought it sort of fed into a culture which was quite unhealthy for women. Not to speak for them, but I... Or maybe I found that it affected the men around me to have an unhealthy approach to it. So I was sort of seeing the actual... I see, yeah. The effect. And so I questioned him about it and it got quite tense because there was this there's, and I knew he'd do this was there was this like you know when you say something inappropriate at a table and someone goes oh come on mate don't be like that mm. I knew he'd play that card which is like oh come on mate we're just, we're just a couple of lads sitting around and he had this like veneer up of I'm just a reasonable lovely guy now and then every now and again and I don't know how conscious Brian was of it but he'd sort of Ryan would lower a toe into the sexist water and be like, Yeah, but women are just fucking slags, aren't they? And Dapper'd be like, Yeah, mate, whatever, uh, yeah, they are, yeah. yeah And I'd be like, I don't know which side of you is the real side. Right. Yeah, I think it's a person I liked it. If anybody's ready, ready nice to side.
1: jump into that world without with with or without an invite, it probably the red flag that comes along there is probably accurate. And I think I think that you're you're right to have to have raised it and had that
2: conversation. But it did seem
1: it's it intense, yeah. But
2: I don't, I don't see what the problem is there. I always find this sort of weird issue with people who sort of like I don't understand why friends don't debate things and why people don't say what they think because it, it doesn't make any sense to. I understand etiquette and those. Sort of, I understand it, but I don't understand why then. I don't know him and I, I I don't particularly care for what he thinks of me. So why then would I hold back like? Not because... The viewer... I don't I don't really... I mind what the viewers think, obviously, because they're viewers of our podcast. I care what they think. But it's not that I care that what they think of me. It's that mm. I want them to actually think about what we're saying. So yeah. I'm not telling them, judge me. I'm saying, judge what I'm saying. Judge what's going on here.
1: And it would be pointless for him to come on a podcast where people where the, the primary reason for the podcast is an open, frank discussion. You can't come on a podcast like that and then get the hump that somebody has tried to
2: engage you in Absolutely. an open and frank discussion. He, he kept trying to move on from it. And, and to be completely honest, afterwards we all went out for dinner and okay, had that's, and, that's and kind of we what a lot of wine and had a really nice Italian. Okay. I'm so to that, right. And he was actually really nice. And and I think he almost took, which some people can take the wrong way, my very, very severe sense of humour. I was like, you're just a sexist prick. He he took it in good jest, okay, and vice versa, where he was like, "You're just a lefty wanker or whatever." I was like, "Of course, that's that's quite funny." Do you know what I mean?
1: Did he do that? Did he did
2: he go as far as a snowflake? Did he throw uh, that at you? No, he couldn't because I hadn't really snowflaked. I was quite aggressive. Snowflakes, don't. okay, Snowflakes right? Snowflakes right, right. aren't aggressive. Do you no, know what I mean? No, they melt. Yeah, exactly. I melted under the pressure. <laughs> right. He was a bit of a melt. Do you know what I, I mean? see. That I was see. the main problem. I bet he'd like that as a as a
1: cuss term. I can melt. imagine him such using the me- term melt.
2: I've seen him also get into a few did I follow him? I don't think I followed him. Like, you can tell who I like because I follow the people I like. <laughs> uh, I didn't follow him after the podcast. Right. And, but I've, I've since seen him on my timeline being challenged by a few people. I see, I see. And he's see. still sort of, he, that was what irked me was he couldn't just, and a lot of men have this, I think I probably have it, we all have it, we can't just admit I've, I've messed it up here. Like I, I've, I misjudged the situation.
1: I don't know if that. I think a
2: lot of people suffer from that. I don't know a if lot of I'd say. Men, I don't. Me and you have had. Me and you have
1: had a dust up. We've had one dust yeah, we've
2: up. Never, we've never fought. We've never been. No, fist no, fist. no. That would be pathetic. Come yeah. on, like we couldn't. We couldn't crush do that. You.
1: Yeah. I concede you probably would, no, but you I don't know think it would actually. Be... I've seen your pecs. You wouldn't. I'm, I'm not going sure to crush <laughs> you in that way. Yeah. I don't think that either of us would come out of a, of a full blown fist fight yeah. with much honor. No Regardless of who won Nobody looks good in that I'd
2: be throwing punches like that Like I wouldn't be in it
1: My priority The thing is It comes out in the way That I play football as well My priority When I tackle someone Is like get safe Try and get the ball Protect the money maker Exactly Get safe Get the ball Like dive out the way Of the ball If you're in goal then perhaps try and retrieve it once safe. Yeah, yeah, which exactly. Which
2: isn't conducive to being a good player. Move the body and the vital organs, <laughs> leave the leave, arm out. Yeah, exactly. exactly, exactly yeah. Get perfect. safe, yeah, yeah. get
1: safe, make sure that nothing's going to hit me and perhaps fro- throw a, a, a fist. A fist at it. A fist at in the vague direction. So, so yeah, it wouldn't be But writer style. But, <laughs> absolutely. But in our in our dust-up, which happened two years ago now or so. Two years? It must be. I think that both of us came out of it and... Kind of held our hands up and said i said that i was wrong because i certainly reacted and which you, you said which oh uh, great <laughs> we're gonna get so back funny. into it i said I, I said that i was wrong and you said yeah you were wrong i, I probably shouldn't have wrote you yeah, so i think that, yeah. i
2: think that we uh, i think it, it actually generated a mutual respect between the two of us yeah, it did, because yeah. um i think before that maybe we found each other harder to read and then after that it was much more like well actually we've both Acknowledge that we, we didn't read the other one particularly well But actually I had a lot of respect for you yeah. So it worked quite well And then we came to this point Where we're sitting, now, now we, podcast, we play for the same football team We're doing all sorts we're, we're in WhatsApp groups together Yeah, I mean that is a really loving WhatsApp group that we're in We can't say what's happened in that WhatsApp group Because of, of course uh, the YouTube series But uh, it was. A, it's a good WhatsApp. Group. It's a good WhatsApp group. For anybody who doesn't know
1: what we're referring to here, we're alluding to the fact that Lawrence and I play for the same football team, which is called London City. London City FC. London City yeah, FC. FC oh uh, yeah, we play in a league that is on YouTube.
2: It's called Next Level. Uh, check it out. You can see it's really great. It's quite actually quite a compelling league when you it's watch really it. It's Really interesting. Like I don't. I don't only watch our games. I watch the other games. As I well. do as well. And I'm always like. Wow, that's actually quite think, a good game. Oh, I, this is quite. Good. I find myself taking it so seriously. Not seriously as our goalkeeper, but I
1: do find myself right, taking it. I do find myself taking it very seriously because before we get to play a team, so say for example, we're about to play. say it's Tuesday afternoon, and on Thursday we're playing Copper Ninety. Yeah. I go back and start watching previous videos of oh, Copper yeah. Ninety and start trying to find out who their danger man is. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah.
2: And and sometimes it's you who turns up as the second what best bre- briefed person because the yes. first brief is always Dan, Dan. who's our goalkeeper yeah. who knows every player in the league. Like. <laughs> I don't know how he has this level of. He's almost like a. He's like a, um, a Sammy Lee type character. Do yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you imagine he, sort he has of like a dossier on other, on other opposi- on yeah. all the opposition players. Where they drink, yeah. how they get to the game. Yeah. Like, he literally knows everything. And He'll go, no, no, that's not the top scorer. There was some. He he also picks people up all the time on little, slight facts and stuff. Yeah. Someone be able they've scored three goals. They go four. Yes, he four. knows exactly. Four. He's but his enthusiasm and love and dedication
1: to London City FC, mm. I think he's brilliant. I mean, it's crazy, it, but it's shows, brilliant.
2: It shows partly why people really enjoy playing football with their friends, because they really get into it. Yeah. And I, I, that's something I think YouTube football has shown a lot of people, is um, like, there's another side to the game, which is not just loving those big star footballers. It's yeah. actually watching someone that you know, you sort of invest... Yeah. In them kicking the ball correctly, yes. like, I'm not particularly, I'm not, I'm, I'm probably the second worst player on the team, right? But when I score a goal, that's me, that's me below, by the way. Yeah, no, <laughs> uh, it's but uh, I'm the second worst player on the team. But but when uh, when I score a goal, like there's so many people who message me, it's and they're like, I can't believe so you scored good. that goal. They're yeah. so happy for you've you. You've got very good. You've got a very good conversion rate. Your minutes, your minutes mm. per goal scored would yeah. be very good. Yeah, probably. But yeah, they've probably gotten better. Um, and I could, I could definitely improve.
1: I think I think we all could. A few but if, training if you Yeah, I know it'd be good. And, and I've thoroughly miss it now though. Those
2: Thursday nights,
1: Thursday nights up in Tottenham playing football. I quite enjoyed that. They brilliant. It was yeah. it's
2: um it's a nice little place to play as well, isn't it? Like yes. the the um the actual pitch is quite a satisfying The pitch is pitch. beautiful.
1: I mean you take your life into your own hands walking from the station to the pitch. But yeah. aside from that What it's, would it make you be alright? It's yeah, yeah, exactly. It's good. You if, and I together could take a guy. yeah so once we've <laughs> Once we've got ourselves safe, yeah, get safe. Yeah, yeah, yeah fling something.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Both of us just flicking wrists. Yeah, so it's, that's it's, what it it's is.
1: a really good tactic. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if you do want to check it out, it's on YouTube and it's called Next Level League. It's certainly worth having a look at. Well worth a look. Um, one of something else that you've worked on, so mm-hmm. I thought was really good, like truly brilliant, was the Antonio Conte documentary. Really Thank good. you. It
2: was it was um, it was a really fun documentary to make, actually.
1: well it's you and Glenn which
2: is a dream team if ever there was one Glenn Cowie who is disgustingly uh, handsome like painfully handsome Glenn's gifted in pretty much anything that Glenn puts his hand to it's annoying Uh, and he's so uh, you could just pour over Glenn all day and a lot of women do and a lot of men do I do Um, and he's a great partner to make a documentary with because he's quite calm he's sort of he's very good at reading what you already want to have Mm. um, his cut is actually... So sometimes he'd assemble some of the parts of the documentary um, and then I'd go through it afterwards or vice versa. We'd share... we share the cut. And uh, I always found that his edits were actually exactly what I was thinking. So right. the long conversations that we'd have about it when we were away on the trip. So th- this was the first documentary that we have made two previous... made one about Klopp, one about Pochettino and one about Conte. And so when we came to Conte, we said the only thing we want is a little bit more budget to be able to actually go to Turin and take some cutaways so you know get the stadium get the fans get those sorts of things and also um, just shots around the city to Mm. sort of understand where Conte came from because I never really had an idea of what Turin was like because to me it's just Juventus that's Mm. what Turin is when you go there Juventus almost seems like sort of an add-on to to Turin like it's not um, it's not like a football mad town it's Turin this beautiful cultural place And all these lovely people. And then when they go to the stadium, they become these Juventus fans. Yes. And then they go and then they... Rather than somewhere like Naples, where the city just oozes Napoli everywhere you go. Yeah. So you can't miss Maradona
1: everywhere you go in
2: that city. You can't miss, uh, you know, red and black or uh, blue and black in Milan. Mm. Like Those fans are always there. Whereas in Turin, it seems a lot more of like a stylish thing. Like they're much more involved in the brand Juve, those sorts of Mm. things. Uh, which wasn't irrelevant to Conte because actually Conte is a really interesting mix of like a brand and a person and perception and like all these different things and how dedicated he is to his lifestyle. He's just a really interesting guy and the, the best thing about doing these documentaries is when I first got into doing the football side I was a little bit upset that I didn't get to do like the documentaries about people or exploring characters mm. and I find there's a lot of very surface documentaries where they're like, he then went to Charlton, he then went to West yeah, Ham. Yeah, yeah. He then went here, he then went here. And they don't really map what goes on. They just sort of go, he scored 10 goals and he had a good time. Mm. And the Conte documentary actually gave us uh, some real opportunity to dive into what Conte was like. Yeah. And I didn't really have that much idea before. By the way, Chelsea had done a great documentary before that as well, like a good 10, 15 minutes. Yes, so I remember seeing that. Where one, they yeah. used all their footage mm. from they actually had the rights to and that was fantastic but that was a great basis for then something we could be a bit more critical yeah
1: analytical I, with I think that you know I watched both I thought both were very good but your one was far more compelling because it's I think anything that is independent is yeah, better because there's, there's no agenda more, yeah. there's no agenda it went on a, it went on an agnostic football channel yeah and therefore was allowed to really encapsulate the person that he is
2: he, he's a really interesting character as well is not he like he's
1: do you think he's brilliant like for me I genuinely believe
2: that he is dazzlingly brilliant. He's dazzlingly brilliant at what he does. Yes. And I don't think anyone else tries to be Antonio Conte, because no one else... uh, It's really weird. We didn't get the chance to include absolutely everything in the documentary, because you can't include everything in the cut. Sometimes their answers can't be fitted in Mm. to explain. Uh, It shows the ineptitude of the documentary maker. But the, the the interesting side was he's a bit of a figure of fun in Italy. Is that so? Yeah, so I'm so I'm told by, but only in certain circles. So in certain circles, incredibly well, um, sort of uh, respected, thought, respected yeah. and thought after. Some circles they say he looks like he's got a cat on his head, and uh, he takes life way too seriously. And yeah. oh, man, why are you why are you so uh, compelled by like why are you so compelled by football? Why do you even care about this? But then other people really care about that. Right. And certain players are very like there are certain players who wouldn't have a career if it wasn't for Antonio Conte or wouldn't have the career level they have. Yes. It's like Jaccarini, who played for Italy, yeah, yeah, like yeah. he's a Conte player. Yeah, he was playing for Sunderland, wasn't he? he got yeah. called up. Yeah, it's, in, it's incredible that he went, went to a went to a tournament. But it's mentality for Conte. Yes. Um And then it was interesting because uh, Mina Rizuki, who a lot of people dislike or don't like or whatever, because a she's a woman in the game, b she's quite an outspoken woman in the game. And see, she sometimes says things which seem controversial at the time. She wasn't, talk about her and Mo Salah in a second. But uh, she said there was, he sort of went against what Juve wanted, which was this Stila Juve or the Juventus style. Mm. And he wasn't as graceful as they wanted him to be.
1: Okay.
2: And when he first came to England, he was very charming, very graceful. And I think over time, we've sort of seen the character of Conte evolve. It's a bit like dating him. So the early dates, fantastic. Yeah. And then you sort of reach that zenith date with the person you're dating. And then he gets sent off on the touchline. Yeah. And 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 you can ride that out in a relationship if the previous dates have been good enough, which mm. with Chelsea it has, because yes. you got to that zenith date. You got to the first anniversary, which is winning the title. And you can sort of ride that out, but their character has to improve from there mm. rather than deteriorate. And she... she Sort of flagged something Which I thought was quite interesting Was he never stays very long at a club And he's always looking to move a little bit He yeah. does miss Italy You know, he's he's compelled by football He's compelled by being Italian all these sorts of things and So if you were to collate The information
1: that you received You know, you interviewed A lot of very informed journalists During that thing
2: James, James- Horncastle, Paolo Bandini Aminu uh, Rizuki Like three of the best people three to speak the, to Absolutely yeah. And overall Would happening. they be Would they be suggesting that potentially this ends soon there was a suggestion when we went there uh by a few different sources that he wasn't looking for an out but that um conté is is not perpetually uncomfortable but it's difficult to nail him down right. and so they knew and to some extent chelsea bought into this that when they got him he wasn't going to be there for five yes. six years and I think as long as you accept that, you can be swept along with the magic of
1: Conte. So he's an impact manager. He comes in, you win the league, you might have another good campaign, but then potentially it ends.
2: And it, But it also has a long-term effect on the club where it gives the next manager a fantastic base to build from because he has a, pl- a set of players who have been broken down then built back up for the majority. Some, some of them mm. have just been reinforced because he sees a character there. And they've got... A great level of um, discipline. Right. So uh, you know, I'm Allegri really... at Juventus. Yes. Benefited from that. Of course. Built on that, and now has completely his own blueprint. But there's still sort of elements in that. Three at the back was something that Conte was experimenting with yeah. when he went there from a four-two-four. And there's all these. It, he dragged Juventus out of that, yeah. and he dragged Chelsea out of a bit of a it shitstorm as well, massively. So it's similar where what he did was he wrote the ship, and maybe that's an undervalued. Yes, part yeah, of to me, Taking a Chelsea team that finished tenth and turning them into champions is huge. It's yeah. an
1: incredible achievement. I think everything was going wrong for the club at the time when he came in. The disparity between the players and the fans was unlike, almost unlike any other time. Yeah, um, it was often a poisonous atmosphere at Stanford Bridge. It wasn't a happy place. Suddenly, this diminutive little Italian arrives. We play West Ham on the opening day of the season. We nick a last-minute winner, and. We never look back. It changes. And I just really hope, I, I know that the characteristics are that he moves on, yeah. you know, in the way that Mourinho, Mourinho's characteristics are the same. But I really hope that he doesn't. I think
2: that Chelsea need to do everything they can to keep hold of him. It, But, so in the same way as a relationship maybe, sometimes you have to realise the best time to move on. And actually if that person doesn't want to be there anymore, or there are um, elements where you know it can be better with someone else mm. um, or you've got everything you want from the relationship or everything you could have gotten from the relationship and it no longer continues to grow, maybe it's best to let them go. And there are massive noises that and overtures from Milan, yes. a- allegedly. And, you know, we heard this when we were out there, was that Milan wanted someone really? like Conte. I mean, when he first left Juventus, Milan wanted him. Right. So this is a... Obviously, a few seasons, like quite a while yeah. ago now. And you can imagine where Milan might be now. Mm. Might have played out differently. Maybe they wouldn't have weathered the storm in the same way. Maybe it would have been a bit too early. But now almost seems like that perfect time. They have money to invest. Yes. They've got a, a young set of players and a young, promising set of players who are hungry and motivated. Yeah. They, they've got Catuzzo, who is not a long term installment at the club um, because he'll run those players into the ground. Yes.
1: I saw an incredible f-
2: stat about him, or f- mm. a, a quote.
1: When they used to... If they ever lost a game when he was playing, when they went into the canteen afterwards, they would have to take all of the cutlery away because... He was so angry. He would potentially just stab somebody because that because he was upset that they lost Only um, spoons. That's psychotic. Yeah. It's... Stabbing someone with a fork because you've lost a game of football is
2: the... Well, it's the preserve of a lunatic. It's the... It's. It is. It, I also think it's sort of the um, the preserve of like a very sort of special level of footballer. Yes. It almost takes you into that like Gascoigne level of myth. Do you yes. know what I mean? And if, yeah. if that had been a story in the nineteen seventies, you'd be like, good "What old, a good guy!" So what a yeah, guy. Yeah, I meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now because we live in this sort of uh, sanitized age, we're a little bit like. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit weird that, isn't it? Whereas on the weekend, he was shouting at his players when they were winning against Bologna, 2-1. I think that finished 2-1. I think it finished 2-1, I didn't watch it all the way to the end. Um, and they weren't playing particularly well. Right. He was like, if you don't fucking stand where, you, where you're supposed to stand... I will make you pay for it this week. Is that what you say? Yeah. And he's on the Threatening, side threatening, line, threatening, threatening his threatening players. players. I mean, but players. Adam Boltwood should adopt this. Do you, do you think this philosophy would work with London City? I feel like his softly, softly catch monkey is really working. Like it's, it, it's really working. We, it's doing, ho- hopefully yeah. it can, you know. Yeah. We'll see. Come the end of the season, we'll see. But it, if Conte then comes in, the weird thing is Conte will almost be a relief from that. Yes. So, and essentially, Cattuso went in and said... Um, And I'm talking quite low, by the way. Essentially, Coututo went in and said... uh, Forgive me, I forgot the previous manager's name. Um, I will be able to motivate the players better than he can. And that was his CV. He's not had a lot of managerial success. But Conte will go in there. Conte will do this. There's so many things that we didn't get to talk about. Conte trains the players without a ball. So... Uh, I think that's Conte, anyway. Right. Shouts. Ball is here. Move to where you're supposed to be. I've heard that. Yeah. So I've heard it's. He it stops it's ghost, phase. Of, yes. Training. Stops a phase play. Like if I'm here with the ball. Yeah. Where should you where be? Where should you go? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. it and it it's a similar thing to what other managers work on, which is uh, Jurgen Klopp came to the UK and said I want them to play and it didn't translate particularly well, but I want them to play with more uh, stomach and, uh, and more heart. So I think it's a German phrase essentially. Mm. What he's saying is. I want to train them to a point where it almost feels natural that they know where they need to be yeah. and it's not that they have to think about that it's about reducing the number of decisions and thoughts that they have to have so they can play that pure clock football yeah. or pure Conte football right, right. and it's that's I guess that's the idea I see are he's you also happy? impressed people at Covacciano and people like that which is the um, Italian sort of coach training place where they are made to right write a dissertation or those sort of thing. apparently his dissertation was really exceptional really but then a lot of coaches have written really exceptional he's um, very intelligent dissertations. Like. He, he what, was, I re- I, you and I sat next to each other and interviewed him it was oh, mate, my first was interaction good. with him and you was it your first interaction it was my with him first interaction football. with him but do you remember he he it was so good. something yeah. that was what I found was really nice about it was uh, so he answered my questions so well and they worked really well in the documentary but then afterwards he was getting up and walking out and he was like by the way I know your videos That's and right. you were like yeah, fuck off, mate. Yeah. Right, yeah, and he was like, no, no, the one where and what I liked was he actually he didn't just go the one where you go to Crystal Palace because that'd be easy. Any PR person could Spin that. tell him. Yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, He went the one where you go really fast to Crystal Palace. Yeah, yeah. Where you because you, you time-lapsed it. Right? That's right. Yeah, and and you were like, you did actually you watch did the actually video. Watch it. I know. I
1: know. And uh, I mean, uh, that was that was definitely a highlight, not only in my. Career like that was a highlight of my life. Yeah, Antonio Conte recognised me. Yeah, um, yeah, that was a, that was a beautiful
2: thing. And Watched and had seen and really watched like, some of the videos. And not yeah. only that, not just sort of going oh whatever, remembered the video yeah. and then like remembered who you were. You yeah, know, which it is crazy. Very, it was very sweet, and it was it was very nice of him to
1: acknowledge that, wasn't yeah. it? I think it's it shows something. There's something deeper in that character. But definitely,
2: but then he's also this sort of very typically Italian man. Like when he, when you and I were interviewing him, he was very sort of formal, quite masculine. Woman comes in to interview him. Suddenly he's leaning forwards. That's he's, right. He's, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's was, he was all engaged. engaged. Lower. Yeah. All, uh, you know. Yeah. There's uh, a lot of eye contact then on there. Yeah. And yeah. There, it, it was constant eye contact. Where whereas with me it was like, yeah. uh, just answered. Just, yeah. yeah. He answered politely. I like, yeah. Am I pissing him off? I, I don't know. Like <laughs> because obviously you want to get the best thing for the doc. And so it was quite funny to watch the way yeah. that he was like so Italian about yeah. it. He just suddenly turned on the charm, didn't he? It was, but it was literally like, and now it's, I think it was, his name's Layla. It's, Layla, it's a Leila Layla, Layla. Layla. Yeah, yeah. no, um, yeah. and, and Layla. It's Layla and Lee, right. And as soon as she was introduced, he was like, right yes yeah, cool Yeah. straight into yeah, yeah. it yeah and it, was, it all suddenly
1: became far more relaxed yeah. yeah it was just an informal with us it was an interview
2: Yeah. I actually like yeah. almost saw wine appear in his hand yeah. and like this sort of, yeah, yeah cool of course yeah, It was, was so nice what a man he definitely knows how to treat a lady as well you can tell from that apparently his wife I mean if you stick with him it's crazy in the documentary really? was, say like like um, she'll go down in the middle of the night and he'll just be watching football on the screen like there's really? that level of dedication like that almost like Bielsa level of dedication someone's said to Bielsa who a lot of people come from that school of thought apparently um, you know Pep Guardiola when he first wanted to become a manager went South America and Bielsa put on a big barbecue for him and he sat and like spoke to him for hours on end Pochettino was one of Bielsa's um, big uh, you know trainees like he's been managed by him a number of times and um, really looked up to him like Bielsa made him cry all sorts of things Uh, Mourinho uh, a number of people Find him a compelling manager um, Bielsa Can watch two football matches at once Yeah So he's trained him so He's trained his eyes To watch two football matches at once <laughs> And he's not watching For the actual football He's watching for the patterns of play So he watches To try and absorb The patterns of play Okay And work out the way That those teams pass the ball Yeah And when he sees those things correlate He'll write them down Or like do whatever And someone said to him Like what are you going to be doing Over Christmas And he was just like probably just uh watching football over and over and over again. I think really? being a, a I mean being a I mean, football manager's wife must be yeah. It's a pretty thankless task in a way. Yes, uh, I, I, because they don't switch off. It's
1: not it's not a 9 to yeah. 5 job is it? They literally right. are on the clock constantly thinking about it, constantly preparing. Yeah. There are perks to the job. Well, I mean, I guess the money is a massive
2: perk. Um, I've read a few What were they Six weeks off Eight weeks off In the summer is lovely Yeah That must be really nice But then it must be incredibly I mean I suppose If you've got that If you've got that cash On the other side Conte's apparently An incredible family man Really enjoys the family side Of things I love those docs That you did you We're going that. to do more I, I love We're just them. not going to do them On TFR No
1: <laughs> Yeah No of course Yeah yeah um, I've loved, I loved. I couldn't bring myself to watch the Pochettino
2: one. I'm sure you understand. I do understand, although yeah. But I thought the Jurgen Klopp one was excellent. You Thank you. Do, so you're going to do start. some more of them. We're going to do some more. Glenn and I with already, Glenn. Uh, yeah. So Glenn and I are already planning the next one. I can't say who it is, but it, uh, it's going to be on a off channel, camera, off pod. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's going to be on a channel very near to us sometime soon. So okay. That's yeah. Wonderful news. Yeah. Cause they
1: they really are. They really are
2: special. And I think I think that the pair of you get them spot on. Well, we we're going. We, this one's going to be levels, as, as they say. Okay. Uh, it's going to be at ten times the production. Oh, really? Right? Yeah, but for wait, all through Glen. Cannot.
1: Brown. I cannot wait to. It's going to blow
2: the doors off it. It's
1: going to be great. That is going to be very exciting. Yeah. So to completely uh, turn shift, the corner. By the way, here, the shift, to Milan, thanks. Con- yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Tell me, like we've heard, that, we've heard about Antonio Conte turning yeah. into like the archetypal Italian, t- tupping a red wine as he uh, as he's interviewed by a beautiful girl. Yeah. I've, what's What's going on with you? Where are you?
2: You are living in London. Uh, yes, very much. Uh, I live in Dalston. You hipster. I know. It, it's not really a... My girlfriend's lived there for 20, over 20 years, right? And so she said, I said, look, it's going to be the first time we move in together. I think we should live in a place where you've lived.
0: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway. Like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today.
2: I've lived for a long time, so you feel at home, close to those people. And um, so I live in Dawson, which is lovely. Is it's that good? great. Dawson's great. I like it. It's a, it's, are you down the superstore often? Uh, nev- never. Never. Like, yeah. The mustache bar? I've been a couple of times <laughs> to all these places because when I was obviously a little bit younger, we were dating, we got to a couple of these nightclubs. Some of them are super seedy. Yes. Super cool. I, I have never, ever
1: been cool it's enough the, to uh, go to go there. Yeah, do you know what? You're right, it is. It's seedy. Yeah. I, th- this, is, this is, I suppose it's the beauty of London, but also kind of a problem of London. You get an area like Dalston, which are the demographic that we socialise with. Absolutely. They live there, they love it, they're quite privileged. You know, they have a we lovely... Are. Around, slightly, slightly below that. Yeah. Living, in, today, living next way. door, slightly underneath, there is a very seedy, very rough, yeah. culture there, but and that's like the wrong pub in Dalston. An Arsenal fan will beat you up.
2: Uh, yeah, pro, yeah, and uh, yeah. Although my my CD side is more like the sort of like the nightcluby sort of CD side, where you know it looks like the kind of place uh. where I think. How can you have a good night in there?
1: Poppers. It smells of poppers as you walk past. A little bit, yeah. There's yeah. like a weird sort of yeah, the moustache uh, bars like that. Yeah, A yeah, weird whiff of poppers. You could like, buy poppers as you check your jacket
2: in. Yeah, like it, you're. Um, it's just a strange and there's from the outside. It's got like a, a crap disco ball. Yeah, like yes, You're a yes. bit like, oh, mate, don't go in there. Just come a little. But bit that's become off.
1: chic, hasn't it? That weird. You know what it's we see as like a crap. And what what I would see as being sort of a really tacky, awful. Yeah. Nightclub. Has become what people are longing for. I, I don't love for that. Do you long for that? No, no. I like not that I can do it often. But if I go to a nightclub, yeah, I want to be in Mayfair. I want to be right, in like yeah, Cirque yeah. du Soir. Yeah, right. Okay. And yeah. uh, that's yeah, that's the kind of I mean I, not that I like nightclubs. I like restaurants. But yeah, yeah. If I'm in a nightclub, I'd rather it was in Mayfair than Dulston. Have
2: you ever been? Um, there's one that's just off Piccadilly Circus, and I remember when I first came to London, I was so fresh. Like you grew up pretty much. I grew all, up all, life it, in, yeah, all yeah. my life in London. Yeah. Um... I was very fresh off the boat, almost, as they say, from Burton. And first came to London and it was Freshers' Week. And I remember there was a group of us and it turned out it was just only three of us in the end who sort of got into one nightclub and a couple of people went off in their different directions. And I can't remember what it was called. It was above that um, that thing on Piccadilly Circus, which is like the world of wonderful things or whatever it is. Oh, yes. And it yes. was in the building above that. And I remember thinking... I know what it was called, yes. It was. It went up to the very top floor. Yeah. Yes, it was a it's it called home. Something like that, yeah, right? Home. And I remember walking in there and being like, I've never felt so out of place and uncomfortable in all my life. Yes. Because I was like so fresh, like terrible haircut, sort of uh, I've not straight from that <laughs> terrible haircut, sort of really poorly fitted T-shirt, yeah. baggy non-London yeah. jeans. Yeah. Like you can pick out people who don't come from London because their jeans, jeans are terribly yes, fitted, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. You can walk down. <laughs> I could walk down any street in London and go, "Not from London, not from <laughs> London, from London." Yes, because their jeans fit well, right? <laughs> and I remember being in there, and all I remember seeing was so many of the men quite seedy guys, just carried umbrellas. I remember being Is that, like, Is that your overriding memory for that evening? I just remember, so many umbrellas. <laughs> and there was, we were with a couple of girls and we were with a couple of guys and the, the guys were tapping the girls on the ass with the umbrellas oh, to come no, back to them. Oh, no, no, no. And I was like... Oh, no. this isn't what London's like all the time. No. You know I mean? They were like, a girl would buy and they'd tap oh, on the no, arse never like, do
1: that. Never do on, that. Come on,
2: Oh, mate. It was really seedy. And they all had uh, pinstrap suits as yeah, well. I don't... That's, that's massively not...
1: That is not my scene. Not scene, one no, bit, yeah, yeah. one bit. What I, what I think is quite, I, I don't really belong in any of those the scenes that we're discussing. So no. I'm not a hipster, I'm not cool. I no. don't, I certainly, I do, do I, not be belong in a like concrete nightclub in Shortage. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not me. And equally, what isn't me is those Mayfair nightclubs. Yeah. The difference is, when I go into, say, one of these hipster gaffs, I go in, I look around and I think, oh God, I don't belong in here. Yeah. And I'll get it and I don't and I look odd. Yeah. When I go into one of these, like, really privileged Novikov, the basement of Novikov, where, you know, there's, like, the odd... Uh, the average price of a drink is a fortune. Yeah, yeah. I go in there, and as much as I don't belong, it's not me at all. I go and I'm like, yep, I'm home. Yeah, <laughs> this is it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, like, you, yeah, at least what?
2: I, at least I can sit on a comfy couch exactly. in here. Do you comfy know couch, yeah, table yeah. service. Yeah, it doesn't look like the set from Saw. Exactly. You know yeah, I mean? exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, it's it's very interesting. interesting. It's it's very interesting. I, I think so the dynamics like of London home.
1: are fascinating, aren't
2: they? Yeah, and you can go from you know you can literally be like 20 minutes apart, and you'll probably see two completely different sides of people's night going out. Yeah, Some yeah. people want to go out and spend a lot of money. Some people want to go out and spend absolutely no money. And you can do either. Yeah, exactly. That's and So so
1: have you, have you embraced Dalston? Is that where you're going out for your nights out? Is that where your favourite restaurant is? is there that- are a lot of good restaurants
2: in Dalston, you know. The,
1: there's lovely Turkish...
2: Amazing options. So it's a Turkish area. Yeah. So when the riots happened in East London, the Turks chased yes. the guys who were rioting out of town, like yeah. literally met with knives. And that was the local shop owners. Yes. Right? Um, there is a good... If you're vegan, there's a good vegan restaurant, a uh, good vegan Italian restaurant. I'm not vegan, but it's actually it's, a really nice there. restaurant anyway. I took my dad there the other night. The only thing he wasn't impressed with was we ordered bruschetta. Okay. Uh, and um, it and it came but with um, hummus. And he was genuinely across and went, I think we should send it back. What? Oh, I, yeah, hummus in an Italian restaurant. Blew yeah. His, blew his mind. And I was okay. like... Dad, we can't send this back. Like we've yeah, ordered, it's, that's or, we it's, ordered. It's exactly what you've ordered. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's exactly what you've <laughs> yeah, asked for. So yeah, you read the yeah, menu. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, bruschetta's tomato. And I was like, I know. And he was like, but we're in a vegan restaurant. Tomatoes are vegan. What's going on? Right. He's just like, baffled, just he just baffled. He yeah, yeah. couldn't understand it. Couldn't um, understand it. And then there's a really good cafe, which is now like my local cafe, which... Proper cafe. Like, are we, are we is it calf or cafe? Because there's a uh, huge difference here. It's, It's like a... Café, so it's like it's. It <laughs> you can't do that. I've given you an A or B option, and you've merged. So them. It's, yeah, it's, it's a café, café, right? It it's so good. I I take anyone who comes to Dalston there because it is the food is so good. Really? Yeah, like it gives you the breakfast side, but it also does. Do you like Turkish breakfast? They yes. Do egg shakshuka, yes, which is like it. the peppers and eggs, yes, 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 all yes, done yes. in a pan. And I haven't really had that very... Done very well before. It's the best really? I've ever had. Like, it's amazing. You go there, you get a great full English. You also get, like, you know, all, all your coffees and everything else. They do fresh do they do, the, do they do the proper Turkish coffee? With yeah, the grit at the bottom? Yeah, you go, on, your
1: final, on your final mouthful, though, you have to be very careful. No, I like that.
2: it cloaks your teeth. But that's what I love. Really? I really want that. I remember as a kid, we went to Istanbul. And we got off the uh, boat that we were on, in the middle of Istanbul, and went for lunch. And afterwards, first time of it, I had Turkish coffee... I, we go in this restaurant, I sip it, keep going, keep going, keep going. I was like, oh, chocolate. <laughs> And I remember at the time because it was so the sweet. Treat. That's what you get. For, that's the reward for finishing your coffee. Genuinely, I was like chocolate. <laughs> I kept drinking it. My dad was like, "What are you doing?" Like, looked at me and my mouth. was yeah, just completely, completely black. Completely black. Yeah. It looked like that. You know, on Instagram, you see those um, like the charcoal. Your teeth white. Yes, yeah, yeah. You don't look like that. Offer, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the opposite. Yeah. Where I'd actually dyed them brown. <laughs> like that was that was, what was brilliant about it. But it's a great place. So I, yeah. it's called Root Cafe. Okay, I look forward to you inviting me. Oh, mate, if, if you want to come to Dawson it's the best place for lunch. I like. Bit, it.
1: I, I do like that. neck of the woods for that. Taking numerous people. I remember years ago I did a play I was in a play at the Arcola Theatre right, which is literally and just on, outside where I live exactly it's very, very close, on yeah. that road on on Arcola Road there's a rooftop a, there's and a, there's a bar a at the end yes yeah. correct but there's also a Turkish restaurant there and prior to that you know I was, I'm from North West London have that sort of North West London thing where I don't really leave it and yeah. if I do leave it I leave it for the West End yeah but that's about it I'd say within a year of finishing the play that I was in I was going back to that restaurant once a month. Really, really really worth the journey, The food
2: is always worth the journey in Dalston. Yeah. And there's also more and more sort of variation in food now, because, like, more and more people want that variation. There's some great Italian restaurants. What else is there? There's sort of, like, uh, little open-front places. There's a Cuban restaurant. There's, like, loads of little places you can go and visit. And actually, it's a really nice area. And there's a place called La Cis on Dalston Square, which has just been replaced and that new restaurant looks good. Really, there used to be a Jamaican one, but it, it was really good. But no one went. Right. I, I don't know why. I don't think. I Did don't you think, ever go? Did you try? We it? went twice. The dumplings were amazing. Yeah. Um, but I don't. I don't think it was the right demographic in that area. Right, it was right, basically right. like gentrified people and uh, Turkish people, and both were like Just didn't quite work. This isn't my thing. Yeah, Do You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, and it was quite. Sp- it wasn't spicy, but it was like uh, in terms of gentrified people, spicy. It was very Weird spicy. spicy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> So those guys were like, "Oh, I can't do this. Can't <laughs> do this." Sorry, yeah,
1: it was oh, great. Mate, that's that is hilarious, and I'm very much look forward to my invite to Northeast London, well, the Upper East Side. Yeah, yeah, one you've one got start start to start referring to it yeah. as the yeah. Upper
2: East Side. We well, we call Hackney the Upper East Side, and which makes us more like sort of the nice bit of Manhattan. Yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely, embrace it. Yeah. Lawrence, thank you so much. Wait,
1: for coming wait, wait. On. I'm sorry, I, I can't. Of course, like, let you not
2: talk about the one and only. Yeah, of
1: course. We and I apologize. We need to talk about the
2: brilliance of Mo Salah Yeah The best player in the league? Not the best player but the most prolific right now I think I don't Signing think of the summer Signing of the summer absolutely I mean he could be the top scorer in the Premier League this season and he's not. We didn't even sign him as a striker We signed him as a winger He's on course for 40 goals Yeah It's ridiculous That's amazing It's ridiculous And, and in his first season in the Premier League uh, At Liverpool at least uh, And coming with a, a reputation Which again Mina Rizuki was speaking about uh, where she said he wasn't the best decision maker he didn't make he didn't always make the right decision at the right time and i think Klopp saw that and thought i can change elements of that that would be exactly i can work with that yes but well, because the amazing. raw materials are incredible it's almost like it's almost what liverpool do is overwhelm on attack yes. so it's not um it's it's quite crude sometimes but if you can't handle Mane Then he'll pass the ball to Salah And yes. if you can't handle Salah Then he'll pass the ball to Coutinho If you can't handle to Coutinho Firmino will then drop it off to yeah. someone else There's so many different options It and makes it impossible to
1: defend against Because you can't double up You can't double up yeah. Like most teams They attack down one week So Chelsea even If you if Hazard is your problem yeah. You double up on Hazard L- Liverpool that, did that That will stifle Liverpool it. did that yeah.
2: um, Was it Liverpool? Uh, you can't double up on Liverpool no, United Because, because there's five of them Yeah so United <laughs> did that uh, And Liverpool also did that Everyone just fouls them mm. But if you foul Saudi Amane, Then you also have to Foul Salah You have to foul everyone yeah. You can't do that You can't play a game Like that mm. um, And so Not only that But some of the finishes Have obviously been incredible So again It's Everton Last week That Everton goal Because do you know What's so, so impressive About
1: that It's not the goal that I would associate him with. No, exactly. He he, he bullied their defence. He fought hard for it, like curling it into the top corner. We know he can do that. Yeah. But it was what
2: happened before that. Yeah. It was having the having the minerals to fight that defence for the ball. Well, it's quite interesting because actually, as, that's what I found him as a Liverpool fan to be is much tougher than I Tenacious, thought he was going to be. Yeah, yeah, I thought yeah, he was going to yeah. be going down all the time. Yeah. I thought it was going to be. I knew it was quick. But I thought when he got tackled, it would be like, oh, Mo Salah's yeah. down again. He's quite weak. He's actually been one of the players who, when someone pushes him in the back, he'll push back.
1: Yes. As opposed
2: to the other way around, where yeah, like yeah. some wingers just choose to go down. And the, the great thing, and what's weird to watch, is he almost keeps the ball in between his legs. Yeah. So it's like almost too it. close yeah. to, to him for him to control properly. But it's also too far away from you to be able to get anywhere near yeah. him. So he's either being fouled by you, or he's going past you. And it's so satisfying to watch. And he's yeah. rapid. Do you know what's really depressing hearing you talk like this? Is he could have been a great Chelsea player for Antonio Conte? Yes, yeah.
1: and imagine him lining up for Antonio Conte alongside Eden Hazard and Willian, maybe. Well, or Pedro? Kevin De Bruyne. If are pulling at this great thread, one. yeah, a uh, Lukaku. Imagine, yeah, I mean Lukaku. Um, Lukaku it doesn't upset me in the
2: way that mo Salah and kevin de bruyne are upset me. Morata has also softened that blow a little bit. If you were Morata-less this season and Diego Costa had left which is part of the Oh, that, that would have Conte, been yeah, yeah, no, that would have been a disaster.
1: But Morata hasn't really softened the blow because the the hole that he was trying to fill was Diego Costa and he can't quite do that. Really? And
2: Costa's so good. But Morata is Morata's good, but he's not Costa good. I think he's good in a different way. I have this perception of... Maybe because Morasta seems like a nicer guy than Costa. He's a more likeable player for me. Oh, he's a much nicer guy. He's a more likeable player for me as an opposition. Yes. I like him more to watch. And I almost want him to score more. Was it West Brom he scored the hat-trick? Yes. Yeah. I, I was so happy when he scored at Stoke. Those goals. Stoke,
1: sorry. Stoke. Stoke. Right, he, scored, yeah, he, he did yeah. score at West Bromwich. Sorry, hat trick at
2: Stoke because they they started with one recognised centre back. Yes, he saw that and just went right. I'm having it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And just went
1: in. Yes, he as much I'm as as, as, much as, as much as I, as much as I love him and as much as I think he's a very gifted player, he is not Diego Costa.
2: Well, quite literally, no. But,
1: um, but in terms of his football attributes, he what he doesn't have the capacity to do yeah. is single handedly drag Chelsea Correct, yes. to a victory that from perhaps from a defeat not from a draw Diego Costa would take Chelsea an average Chelsea team that wasn't playing very well on a particular day the game is yeah. we're going to lose it we're going to lose it 1-0 with Diego Costa in we win it 2-0 yeah you know he really did have that in him and I haven't seen, this, I haven't seen that in Morata Morata's you know Morata's assist in that West Brom game that you're referring to is something that Diego Costa couldn't dream of exactly but in terms of just sheer Volume of goals Sheer centre forward Brutality
2: And also Intimidation
1: All Yeah Well I think the difference is Diego Costa Would bully teams Alvaro Morata Was bullied by Arsenal It was Look I'm not I'm not knocking yeah. Morata too much But he does need to He looks lovely He looks like a lovely bloke He looks incredible What he You know I follow him On Instagram And he's forever Baking cakes with his missus And yeah. it's He's a lovely guy Who Great lives life. a wonderful life Yeah yeah but what he really needs to do is fling a few elbows, score a few goals, and rub a few people up the wrong way. Apart from me, because I'm loving it, because Chelsea are within a point of City. Yeah, that is great. Yeah, but sadly, that isn't that isn't happening. And you know, he didn't even travel yesterday. The official word is that he had a back injury, but he didn't even travel to Huddersfield,
2: which is slightly disappointing as a player. You. You, who did you start? You started, started a false, false nine false or nine, you call it with uh, uh, Hazard. Hazard and, uh, and then Hazard, Willian, on, Pedro and then bachway came on later didn't they? Yeah he came on yeah. but it was quite a comfortable victory for Chelsea Very there, comfortable
1: yeah we, we did very well and it worked well and I'm not saying that perhaps it might have even been a game to rest Morata in it's going to be you know, games are kind of thick and fast we're so reliant
2: on him but it was comfortable Costa ain't. I watched? I watched that Chelsea game and I thought he um, Huddersfield's tactics I thought Chelsea overcame them very well. Because Huddersfield sat very deep. Um, yeah, it was incredibly deep. Yeah.
1: Yeah, they they I mean the, I, was, I saw it on the telly. I sadly I couldn't get there, but they did a thing on the telly where they looked at their team's average position on the pitch. Yeah. They're all in their own half. Yeah. Like you can't do that.
2: You know what? I, and this is one thing that we've noticed from doing the kickoff, which is the tr- the other true short yeah, true yeah. show we do, which is like a live show on a Saturday or a Sunday. Um, average positions is such a great way of telling who's controlling the game yeah. early on it doesn't really tell you very much because it can't really yes. calculate it but as as you get to 90 minutes or 45 you can really see how someone's dominating a game and it's really interesting to look at Manchester City's average positions is amazing like it very often almost looks exactly how you'd lay it out yeah. on a <laughs> yeah. On yeah. Yeah, actual, yeah yeah actual uh, graphic other teams, players will merge inside or you, you know like with Chelsea uh, for a very long time they went 4-4 Two, and it was actually 4 4 1 1. And, right, right. Um, it was. It, it's such a telling factor in a game. I very don't understand why they don't use it more. No, it's very, I agree, it's very revealing,
1: but very unambitious. The, like the Huddersfield centre forward spent the majority of the game in his own half.
2: And the, but the thing is, when they then did come out and play football, they should have stuck
1: that they big geezer who came on and yeah. scored. They should have stuck him up front earlier. They actually looked a lot more confident. Yeah. Chelsea
2: looked a lot game more was, game was dead then, though. You know, know what it's, team, like, is, yeah, team. Team. it's like? When we it's
1: like when we played the
2: TFR yeah Can't get they near were us. sheepish yeah but they were Can't no get near shit near us. anyway who cares <laughs> they were nobody's oh mate thank <laughs> you so joke. much for coming on, really this, good is, on
1: it, mate. Uh, this has been brilliant um, and I look forward to going to that Turkish restaurant come over guys thank you all so much for listening and if you enjoyed this episode please click the subscribe button and I'll see you next week